They've got to get it in the end zone. Here it is. With a game on the line. Vince Young looks. Don't hold, fakes, don't hold. Runs, throws, blocks. It's caught for a touchdown by Timmy Britt. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Uh, I'm your host this week. My name is Miles. Um, obviously, there's only one real place to start with everything that's been going on with the uh, lockdown and how things are going. Just want to obviously pass on our wishes and well-being to your friends and family, and hopefully we can provide you with some entertainment for the next hour. Um, going off our previous podcast, it might be less entertaining and more just five or six of us having a moan about something. But either way, hopefully. Uh, is a little bit different than watching Netflix for 24 hours a day. Um, so joining me this week, I'm joined by the regulars of Greg and Brian. And then also, we've actually been joined by uh, two uh, newbies to the team. We've got uh, Matt and Owen. So in standard uh, podcast, um, I guess how we always do it, we need to hear why you're a Titans fan. God, God, why? And uh, yeah, so if we want to start with Matt... Yeah, um, my reason for uh, being a Titans fan was uh, partly because um, I was working with uh, a big group of uh, people on uh, shift work and they're all uh, NFL fans. They said to me, you know, um, pick an NFL team. And I said, well, don't know who to pick. I'll go for uh, one that's not that well known. And I went, ah, this one's easy. My surname's Nash and uh, Titans play in Nashville. Bang, sorted. <laughs> it is literally as stupid as that. <laughs> oh, I wish I, I, I wish I had a name that sort of worked like that. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, Owen, how about yourself? Obviously, yeah, your so... name isn't like an American city. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, not that I know of, anyway. Um. Yeah, we have my family have close family friends from Nashville, and they have a house over here in Ireland, but um. After a while, we flew out to them in Nashville. They're massive Titans fans, so kind of didn't really have a choice in it. If I had a choice in it, I'd probably pick a team that went to the Super Bowl in the last 20 years. So <laughs> that's basically it. Nice, nice. Well, I would say we're glad to have as many fans as we can do. We we need more and more, and hopefully after last year's uh, playoff, I'm not going to say disappointment because it was actually much more of a positive than we might get a few more of us. Uh, Brian and Greg, how are we doing? Welcome back. All good. Thanks. Sir. Uh, it's been seems like a long off season so far. Looking forward to getting back into it, as long as the coronavirus doesn't stop us from doing so. Yeah, I'm ready for games to be yeah, played. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, sorry, Brian, I jumped in on you there. I'm just trying to. If you, right. How are you doing? It's good to be back. Things are good. Locking down. <laughs> All the time in the world. Oh, yeah. Everyone make sure you stay at home and wash your hands and everything else that you're meant to do when there's a flu. Um, so, um, yeah, there has been a bit of news other than the pandemic that's going on worldwide in the Titans world. We have got a few ingoings, outgoings, and obviously there's been some bigger names throughout the season as well that's uh, going to get crept up. But we'll start, I guess, with what I class as the biggest signing. Maybe there's an argument. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has signed. Uh, it's a four-year deal, $118 million. 62 million guaranteed, not bad. Um, what are we thinking? I mean, I'll, I'll start by just saying, I saw a signing him 
didn't know what sort of deal it was going to be. It was between him and Henry for the franchise. But personally, I'm happy. It's a lot of money, but he probably justified it last year, didn't he? I'll start. Um, okay. I'm I'm relatively happy. I think um, it's Tannehill. I think he he deserved a deal based on what he did last year. I think he was a a revelation in those last what was it ten twelve games wherever it was he ended up playing. Um, I think Henry was it was probably a bigger need for me uh, at the time. I'm hoping that he signs the tag and that there's no sit out like there was with Lavon Bell. But I think that that Tannehill, I think they had to do a deal. I think the way they structured it is also not too bad. I think there's a pretty decent get out after sort of two or three years, um, especially three years. I think there's only a kind of cap here of around five million. So I think they've structured it relatively well. But look, I mean, he's he's a guy now in his early 30s. He's got a massive point to prove. I hope to God that we don't go and do a bit what the Jags did a few years ago, get into the AFC Championship game and then just absolutely bombing. But... We'll see how it goes. I mean, it's a big deal. But if you actually look at it in the grand scheme of things, he's not even in the sort of top seven. Pop, I can't remember. It might even be top eight, top nine uh, in terms of pay for quarterbacks. And I think mean, there's quarterbacks out there that are getting paid more who are probably as good or even worse than, than what he is. So, yeah, on the whole, relatively happy. I think it brings a bit of continuity as well, which I think is key. Um, but I think there's... There's definitely they could have done a lot worse. I think they could have lost him. I, they definitely. Wouldn't, I don't think they would have spent thirty million on on Brady, even if uh, they had lost Tannehill. Uh, so I think there's all in all, I'm relatively pleased. Yeah, I'll just say as well, they, like you said, there's no way they couldn't really give him a deal after the year he had last year. I think showing that you'll pay your own players is an important thing as well, just for morale and even small stuff like that. And they have a roster that's obviously good enough to go to the AFC Championship game. And I think if it's good enough to go to the AFC Championship game, it's good enough to get to a Super Bowl. And I don't think you can break that up at this stage. And the only other option, like I said, was Brady. But going on last year, Tannehill's a better quarterback than Brady is right now. And obviously 12 years younger or whatever. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, definitely. I think... Um... As Greg said, it's kind of like the way the deal was structured as well. It just really kind of makes sense for uh, all parties, and you've got you've got to have a little bit of um, uh, faith in your quarterback. I think they've um, J Rob clearly thinks that um, they found their man now, and um, yeah, they're quite happy to uh, happy to say he's the person that we can uh, stick behind. But if it doesn't if it doesn't work out, there is always that get out clause. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't hate the deal. I think when you look at the figure, just as a figure, it looks like a big number. But like Greg said, he's he's probably down in the, you know, there's a, about eight or nine quarterbacks paid more. When you consider that Mahomes is probably going to reset the whole market again soon, it probably won't look like such a bad deal for him. And it, I mean, this narrative that he's some trash quarterback is just, it's not even true if you look at his numbers in Miami. He's been playing with a lot of bad teams there, and he's he's done all right. I think he's a bit of a scapegoat in many ways there. I don't hate it at all. No, no, I agree. And um, I mean, obviously, the moment that that got announced, it was a matter of time before everyone was saying, "All right, well, Henry's just going to get franchise tagged," which is exactly what has happened. It's I think the average 
at the moment for a running back is about 12.3 million. Um, I think that's what I saw last anyway. That could be completely wrong. But um, so Henry's obviously now franchise tagged for the year. Again, it felt like it was a matter of it's going to happen. I, I never foresaw us releasing him or letting him test the market. I think we needed to get that deal done. So, I mean, a franchise lets us have another year of him, see if we can give him 50 uh, carries a game, which is probably what's going to happen all the way into the Super Bowl. Um, I'm assuming everyone's happy with the franchise tag. I don't know if Henry is. I don't know if anyone's been seeing him work out as well while all this is going on with the coronavirus, but it looks like he could literally take it on himself. He's just been working out every single day as a machine. Yeah, he's not. He's a different kind of person to... You look at Levon Bell, etc. I mean, it just depends who's who's working with him, who, like, who his agent is, and what they're trying to almost dictate, I guess. Um, but for for me, I think it was it was the right thing to do, especially once we kind of committed to Tannehill. I think the tag was always going to come. Um, came quite late. Uh, if, if when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it was pretty much on on the deadline or around the deadline. But I think. He's he's someone if it's if it's down to him and he's not dictated by an agent or someone else who's representing him, I think he'll play this year. He's still getting a decent a decent amount of money in doing so. Then it's up to us whether we want to then go again next year. Or, but so I'm sure if he goes and has another great year like he did last year, even if he's not, you know, rushing leader, I'm, I'm sure there'll be people coming for him next year. It'll be 27, maybe 20, something like that. Um, I can get why we've tagged him. Certainly get why we've done that. I don't like the idea of put, giving someone free four-year deal who's a running back because you just know how much how much they get hit and how much impact can be done, and uh, you don't want that kind. Of, you just got to look at what what happened with the Rams and Gurley and all of that kind of stuff because if a player does go away and get a, gets a long-term injury, you know it can certainly hurt your your cap space for years to come. So I think it's um, it's a shrewd move if he goes and has another breakout year or another, not I say breakout year, he's kind of already broken out, but he goes and has an amazing year again. Um, he's only going to command even more of a price. But for me, uh, a guy who's I think he's just turned 27 or about to turn 27, um, I think as long as he plays this year, I, I think it's a good, a good deal for us. I just didn't want to lose him. And that was I think, the big thing. He was such a big part of our offense last year. And if we'd lost him, um, I think we would have really been struggling. But I, I don't think he's going to get the money that he probably expects that he should be getting. He's not going to get a Zeke deal because you, you just got to look at someone like Eckler and the guy's getting paid like $6 million a year. Uh, he's been a standout back for, for, for the Chargers. Um, he'll look at what Melvin Gordon did for the Chargers last year trying to sit out and, and how that went down. I don't, I don't see... I think he's smarter than that. He'll know that if he would just get his head down and play this year... As long as he's performing next year, he'll have a decent offer on the table, whether it's from us or somewhere else. Yeah, I think they might actually, um, with the with the tag, it gives you until July to work out a long time term deal this year if they want to do that. And I think they might look at that and see what they can do. But like Greg said, I'm not a huge fan of giving running backs big contracts. But with franchise tags, sometimes they'll sign for around the number per year of the tag. So if they can get him for three years, 30 million, something like that, I think the Titans should probably do that. And for Henry, his never his value isn't ever going to be as big as it is right now. So I think, yeah, I think they might work something out before July. Yeah, I mean, there's every chance that could happen. I mean, if we're going through a big sort of round of cut, cuts, then, yeah, you know, we're releasing a lot of uh, cap space. 
see what happens um see what happens there in, uh in free agency if we don't make the moves that um that we think uh we should be doing then you know there's always that as um you know locking this in as a yeah, long-term deal could be an option there um i don't particularly like franchise tags because it comes with that kind of uh that kind of stigma the player kind of um we'll get this kind of feeling of, you know, like you have people like Tyron Matthew uh, kicking off and saying, you know, why isn't he getting, uh, why isn't he getting paid when you paid your quarterback? Um, but Henry doesn't seem to be that kind of uh, guy. I mean, it, it's really easy to kind of be sentimental when it's your own player, but, you know, he seems like he's getting on with it. He's working hard, you know, not going to be surprised if he, you know, holds out on uh, in the off season, but it's absolutely fine. Um, you know, he, he's, going to come back as a strong player next year and the only other risk to us as a franchise is we'll probably have to pay him more next year but let's see um let's see what happens for now it was the right move yeah i agree um obviously with us signing him on the franchise tag we wanted to try and i think to me it looked like we were wanting trying to keep the line the running back and the quarterback all together keep the positivity that we'd had all of last season now obviously the news that conklin's gone uh, which is something that we will go on to. But on, another couple of names that have been signed on, we've had Ferkser has signed a year-long deal. And then we've also had Dennis Kelly. So Dennis Kelly signed a three-year deal. He's getting 21 mil. I'm pretty sure about 12 mil of it is guaranteed. What are we thinking towards that? We're thinking it's sort of obvious with what was going to happen with Conklin going. Yeah, it's a good deal. I think it uh, makes complete sense to bring Kelly back. I think he's been big part of the line for for the, for the last couple of years or few years um it'd be interesting to see him now compete for a for a starting spot something he's never always had so yeah it's a good deal and i think um he, it's a much cheaper deal than what we would have had to pay for conklin so yeah, i'm pretty happy with that and also very happy that we're seeing more gifts from the uh, titans twitter account which was uh, is always fun to see i love an undertaker gift gift even <laughs> Yeah, he's, um, he's a good he's a good tackle. He's he's solid. He'll do an okay job. I think they might draft one late and try to develop him. But yeah, for the price Conklin went and the price he went, I think he's a, it's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah, and well worth the um is well worth the value of um that trade uh, for uh, Green Beckham. Um, remember reading uh, reading something uh, after he caught a touchdown at Arrowhead that um. You know, uh, one of those two players has caught a uh, touchdown pass in a, um, a AFC Championship game, and it wasn't the wide receiver. So you got to say that um, we've definitely uh, done very well out that trade. And yeah, as Greg said, gives us a bit of continuity as well. Uh, it's, that has got to be one of the best trades that uh, has been done in recent years, right? I mean, that's an amazing trade that we've done. That Doriel Brecken was useless. So yeah, great, great trade, great. Great contract. I think um, hopefully we can add a bit more depth on the line. I think we've signed one today, uh, which will hopefully add a little bit more depth to the line. Guy from Atlanta, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, we're going to find out when the draft happens, whenever it happens, depending on when we're allowed to see each other again. That we might look at getting some form of alignment, but. Obviously, we all think that we're going to need some form of a pass rusher. And actually, we have signed uh, Vic Beasley. He was uh, signed from the Atlanta Falcons. So we've got him on a one-year deal, uh, 9.5 mil. Um, 
Personally, I think if he can get to the form of 2016, then brilliant. 16 sacks in a season, 9.5 mil. I'll have it all day long, but realistically, he hasn't been performing anywhere near that for the past few years. So we're thinking, obviously, we've lost Wake. Do we think this is a good pickup or just a, it's one year? What can you do? Yes, yeah, so I think it's a one-year deal. I think it's a prove-it deal. Uh, relatively low risk. I think there's potential he could, if you can go back to the 2016 Vic Beasley, then I think it'll be a good good acquisition for us. Um, it's just whether we can get him back to the Vic Beasley of old. I think um, it's obviously one that could go either way. I think we need it. We definitely obviously need that position. We're losing Wake, uh, losing Casey, which we'll come to in a bit. I think there's, there's definitely, um, you know, we need to try and get a pass rusher in. Uh, and yeah, I, was, I don't hate the deal. I think it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, but I think there's there's other deals I think that are to be done, and uh, that's that's one area that I'm pleased that we've at least got someone in because it feels like at the moment we've not, well, in free agency anyway, we've not really been able to acquire too much. So yeah, all all in all, relatively pleased with that one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, relatively low risk. Yeah, like you said, it's low risk, high reward. Um, like I was saying, I think they. They do need to bring in someone for first and second downs for rundowns because he, he's, I think he's purely a pass rusher, probably a direct replacement for Cameron Wake. So, yeah, they obviously saw in the AFC Championship game that they need to get after the quarterback. They weren't able to do that well enough. So I think this is, goes towards that, I suppose. Yeah, good one-year deal. Uh, again, can't argue with it. It's um, a good chance for... Uh, uh, us to see uh, what he's like playing on another team in a new environment. Um, his, you know, his numbers over the last three years haven't been uh, too bad, but um, you know we'll be able to see whether that uh, 2016 year was kind of like the anomaly or uh, whether that's what he's um, still capable of. So uh, we'll we'll see it from there. But you know, we'll, um, there's a lot of uh, lot of indication to show that um, he's. Uh, going to be a good pickup, uh, at least on paper anyway. Yeah, I think it's one of them where we're crying out for someone alongside Simmons, and if we hold on to Correa, someone who's really going to pressure that quarterback and give us that next step. Like you said, we need someone who can get over Mahomes. Whether or not there's anyone on this planet that can do it is another matter, but we're going to give Vic Beasley a good try it anyway. Um, obviously, still got Ferkser. He's been signed on for another year, which is great. Um, was there anyone else that I'd missed, Greg? I, I know there was a couple of other names, but I, I'm pretty sure they're the main ones. I know I'm biased with the QB. Yeah, I think Ferkser is a great pickup. I think I've said in this podcast a fair few times and how much I think that guy has contributed towards this team. Uh, Michael Pruitt has also signed a new deal. I think that tight end group was, was pretty solid last year with Delaney being out pretty much most of the season. Uh, Cameron Batson, who's also signed, it was actually one of the, I think it was possibly one of the first signs. I mean, him or Chris Milton uh, were probably one of the first signings that we we made from a or, or extension that we made. Um, we'll see how that one goes. What I've seen of Batson so far has, has never really excited me too much. I think we've, there's way better wide receivers on the team. I think like so Raymond and even Jennings, you know, probably contributes a little bit more. Uh, but we'll see how that one goes. But other than that, yeah, I think we've pretty much talked about the majority of the. The, the guys I think that are coming back and it's quite obviously I think that's probably eight eight or nine players that are coming back which is always good to see a bit more continuity yeah um, well I guess 
Now we've got the people coming in. It's all happy because they're still with us for another year as the Titans. Obviously, we don't have the the ones that we have to say goodbye to. And it's never easy to say goodbye. Um, as a lineman, I'm going to start with uh, the guy whose shirt I'm repping today. So, Gerald Casey has gone to the Broncos, seventh round pick. Um, personally, I love the guy. I think we all agree he's a, he's a brilliant person around the team. Always shown maximum effort. And I think he really will be missed. Whether or not he's missed in terms of performance from last year is another matter, but what's everyone else thinking towards that deal? It's a... Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence. I think um, it's one of those ones... If we are to go and pick up a, a big name with the money that we've kind of taken out of the uh, of a cap, or put into the cap, I should say, uh, I, I won't, I won't, I won't hate it. Hopefully, so much, but it depends who we go out and get. At the moment, we're not getting anyone, so I think it's filling me with a little bit of dread that we've lost a good, experienced head, but not replaced, uh, replacing with anyone uh, of any real value really so far. So yeah, I'm on the fence a little bit. I think I get why they've done it. I think I can understand it completely. I think when I first saw the news, I was probably a bit more taken back. I think wasn't expecting it in any way, shape, or form. But now reading into it a bit more, I think it makes more sense. But when you're losing a player of the quality of Jarrell Casey, I mean, the guy's made the Pro Bowl five times in a row. Um, he's been a constant performer for us. But he's getting to that stage of his career now where he's probably coming out of his prime or certainly towards the end of his prime. Um, and I think it's one of those one of those moves that does kind of make sense as much as it is hard to say because he's someone kind of agree with you, Miles. He's someone that I always always look look at in the team and would always say, yeah, he's he's always a safe bet. Whereas there's other players that, you know, I think there's other players if they got cut tomorrow, I probably wouldn't shed a tear over it for sure. But we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we can get someone in to to replace to replace him and someone in who can be a big splash signing because I think that's what we need at the moment. That's not really what we've had. I mean, Tannehill's probably been the only one, only contract agreement we've done, which is kind of where it's spent any real big money. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do. Yeah, I think I think he was undoubtedly our best player for the last decade. He's a great defensive lineman, obviously, all three downs. But um, yeah, I think this is kind of a Belichick move of getting rid of a player a year early rather than a year late. He had two years at 26 million or something left. I think that number was just too high for John Robinson. But yeah, like you said, Greg, I really think they need to invest heavily in the defensive line now because it looks very weak at the moment. So we'll see what they do with that. Yeah, best um, best word that I've seen to uh, describe this move was Belichickian, um, which sums it up uh which sums it all up very nicely it's um i mean look it's it's all a value game at the end of the day when um when it comes to uh, how jay robbers uh, manage this um interesting uh bit of um information that i'd read on the athletic was that um casey was due to get um 13.4 million against the cap this year um and 5.45 million of uh, that was um was guaranteed on March 22nd. So what's also interesting about this is kind of like the speed and um, pace that uh, we've gone in and uh, and made this deal. So I can't see any reason. Um, you know, when I when I first saw the uh, when I first saw the deal, I thought, well, you know, seventh rounder. That's um, yeah, they're 
they're completely robbing us here but actually i'm i'm okay with it it's um it's a good move by um robinson clears up plenty of cap room allows us to make other moves and uh also if we are serious about making the uh, clowny move then uh, this is a uh, big statement to say hey we've gone um we've gone this far to uh, clear off um cap space to uh, to help bring you in so i think uh, i i do think it's a good move yeah i think the the seventh the seventh round picks just a uh, a throwaway pick at the end of the day will be one that gets added but it's essentially there so they didn't have to cut him but um i think so i think yeah any anything you get for that is a bonus but yeah, well, we shall see. I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see what that line looks like at the beginning of next year. I think that's probably going to be the one area that is going to look most different, I guess. Uh, we've still got a fair few players who are available as free agents, looking at Austin Johnson um, and even, even Correa as well on the outside, who, you know, I'll be, I'm very surprised they haven't, they haven't tied him into a new deal because I thought he was outstanding last year for the majority of the season. Um, definitely worth worth another contract and an absolute steal. I think it was a sixth round, uh, sixth round pick that we gave up for him. So I'd be very surprised if he doesn't come back. But I've been surprised so far this off season. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, and if you thought that the uh, welling up and the tears had only just started with Casey, then it's not going to get any easier for the next player. So uh, something that we've sort of known for a while, so we've had enough time to let it sort of accept that it's going to happen. But our sweet, sweet prince, Marcus Mariota, um, is moving on. He's going to Oakland, where he won't gamble because he's a good boy. I think he's getting a very good deal for what he's getting on his two years. Um, personally, he's. I think what we're all going to sort of emphasise is he's the one that gave us a bit of hope, and sometimes it's the hope that kills you. But his game against Kansas City was one that I, I'm watching now while we're all sat at home in lockdown. I continue to watch that game on repeat and just anyone, any QB that can throw the ball to himself and then dive at a pylon and score is worthy of a contract somewhere. And that's where he's got it in Oakland. Um, what are we all thinking towards Marcus? I know we all love him to bits, but it was probably the right time, wasn't it? Yeah, right time, right move for him as well. Um, although he's probably one person you would never expect to go and have a good time in Vegas. Um, he definitely will. I think he could easily go and take over Carr. I think he's he's getting paid. Uh, he's an expensive backup. I think he's on a he's on a pretty pretty strong deal. I think they see him as someone who can push Carr rather than someone who's just going to sit behind him. And um, if if Carr slips up, it will be a very similar situation to what we had at the beginning of last year where he was in Derek Carr's position with Tannehill you know, almost breathing down his neck. So, yeah, I think it's a good deal for him. Uh, it's going to be in a stadium full, probably 80% tourists as well. So I don't think they're going to be getting on his back anywhere near as much as probably would have been when they were back in Oakland. But uh, we'll, we'll see We'll see how it goes for him. But yeah, I mean, you kind of have to have to thank him for what he's done. And I think um, it sounds like the Titans have got plans to to do that with their own kind of tribute to him at some point in the very near future once the Raiders deal is officially announced. Um, but, I mean, he turned this, this franchise completely around. Um, years of mediocrity almost. He came in and what he showed in 2016 and, and subsequently in sort of 17 and 18, he had injury problems that were well documented. But... There's no doubt the guy. The guy's got quality, and if he can find the right team and he can find the right system, uh, there's no doubt he could go on and be a, a huge success. And we'll all be sitting there wondering why he couldn't do it for us. But 
he showed flashes and it'll be interesting to see how he gets on in uh, in Vegas. Yeah, I think, like you said, he's in there to compete with Carr. I think it'll be an open competition, to be honest, because just the way the deal is structured with starting incentives and win incentives, playoff incentives, all that stuff kind of leads you to believe that he has a chance to start there. Um, on his time here, it was great in 2016. Really thought we had one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Then he broke his leg. It was After that, it was kind of just maddeningly inconsistent. He was let down sometimes, but I think he was just inconsistent himself too. And I think this year, especially, his confidence really went and he was just a shell of himself, really. He, it, was like he had, it was like he had a broken arm or something sometimes and he flinched at any sign of pressure and it was, it was sad to see, but I think maybe in Vegas he could definitely get a new lease of life. Gruden likes him and, and he's won't have the pressure going into the off-season of the new contract weighing on him or getting a new contract weighing on him. So, yeah, all the best to him. Yeah, just to yeah echo what Owen said, um, confidence was the yeah, big thing that let him down at the end of the day. He wasn't going to be that guy who was going to uh, turn our fortunes around uh, after a bit of a slow start to the season. It was always going to be up to uh, someone else needing to... Uh, come in and you know give the uh, team a big shot in the arm really which um mariota was never going to be the uh the guy to do i mean we saw that you know that second second season where we went you know oh we've got someone really good here that um uh that playoff game uh our head was uh something to uh remember as well but uh at the end of the day you could see that his kind of will to go on kind of escaping him with every sack against the uh, Ravens uh, in that game. So, you know, it's it, it's sad to say it, but it is time to move on. And um, it also keeps up my uh, record of uh, buying uh, jerseys for uh, Titans players that then go off and leave the uh, following season. So um, I am definitely not buying a uh, Derek Henry jersey uh, in the offseason. No, I would have advised normally to have got a Lewis shirt last year um, <laughs> but uh i mean the the the, the third player that I, re- I guess a lot of people will potentially shed a tear or will at least appreciate what he'd done because he was mariota's safety blanket as it were was uh delaney walker has also uh moved on so again he was he was one of them where we all knew that he was a good catcher and a good tight end when he was uh, it was the 49ers, wasn't it? But when he came to us, we didn't really know what to expect. And he just turned into being our top receiver and really gave us big, big plays in many games. And last year, it was sad to see him just be so riddled with injury. And it was just, again, like Mariota, it was more just a matter of time, really. We all knew it was going to happen in the way that other players have stepped up. But are we all on agreement that, again, it was just right time, right thing to do? Yeah, I think... Um... This one was was always going to be difficult, but I think just got to look at what we what we achieved in in the last year and and that tight end group as I mentioned earlier. Uh, again, both Ferkser and and Pruitt back was was key along with Johnny Smith because I think they've just grown and almost I think got to a point where I think if you'd asked me even the year before or a couple of years ago, you know, losing Delaney Walker would have been an absolute nightmare and we'd all be sitting there, you know, a bit like what we were with Casey and saying it's not the right call potentially blah 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 but 
I think that that group's performed really, really well. Um, and in the end, he got to a point where he was actually an expensive, an expensive option for us. And even though he has a lot of experience, and even though he's got still, I, I still think he's got a lot of ability. I'm sure um, injuries did catch up with him, and he's he's not really played. I mean, he played a few games last year, but he's not really played for two years. And a guy in the mid their mid thirties who's you know, barely played a game of football for two years is always going to be tough for him to come back at the highest level. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I think there's been a lot of talk about the Redskins potentially and a few other teams I think been touted to potentially pick him up. I think I'm sure someone will. Um it'll be interesting to see who he goes to and what he's able to do. But yeah, that's one that with a, a, a tint of regret, I think we'll 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 probably all be turning around saying it's it's the right call to make and all in all even though what he did for us was was outstanding for the last four or five years, I think he's it's the right call to make. Yeah, I think no brainer at all. Um, I think John Smith's actually a better player than them at this stage, pretty clearly. Um, he's mid thirties, two season ending injuries in a row, and going to cost seven million against the cap. That's a no brainer in my eyes. But yeah, another like Casey, one of our best players of the last decade and a model of consistency and leadership and things weren't going well. So all the best to him too. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Delaney Walker came into this franchise when it was uh, pretty much at its knees and he's really turned things, uh, been one of the catalysts in when it comes to turning things around. Um, I mean, uh, one word to kind of describe him as legend. Really, you didn't, you never thought that this was uh, going to happen when he first joined us. Um, and as you guys have said, it's um, almost a testament to um, like how good he is that uh, the other uh, tight ends in the um, tight end core kind um, of bring themselves up to uh, maybe not his level um, just yet, but. Um, you know, I've got no doubt in the um, quality of uh, Johnny Smith under uh, almost under his wing. So it's uh, it's looking like um, a really sort of strong area for us. And yeah, we didn't need to uh, we didn't need to keep him after um, mainly after that big injury at the start of last se- uh, season before last. I don't think anyone would have been saying this two years ago about Johnny Smith. I think he's someone who's no exactly two years ago we would have all sat there and said yeah if he went he went not really bothered but he's uh he's shown to be a hell of a player now and and definitely tight end one i'd argue he was our second best uh, second best running back last year after one of the runs that he'd done let alone best tight end of johnny smith <laughs> that's not that's not hard though is it when your second running back is Dion lewis so exactly right <laughs> Talk, talking of the main man it's time to wipe away those tears and Bring on that big old smile as our, our, our favourite running back who won't hear this because he's blocked everyone on social media. Um, has gone to be a backup for, oh, you know, just an average running back in Saquon Barkley. I'm sure he might get one touch next year. Um, I'm, I, I would ask the question, is anyone going to miss him? But if anyone answers yes, we don't want to hear it. Um, I mean, following on as well as Lewis, we have also got Conklin, who we know is a talented player. But he has gone to the Cleveland Browns, a three-year deal, $42 million. Don't know how much of that is guaranteed. I just know it's a lot of money. Um, anyone surprised we didn't keep hold of Conklin? Uh, he was always going to be expensive. I think he was always going to be somewhere we'd have to break the bank for a little bit. So not massively surprised that um, that he's been kind of moved along. 
I, I, I kind of feel like we might have probably put an offer on the table, um, but he was always going to be looking for some 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 crazy money with with kind of what he's established, and I think Cleveland have given him a pretty good deal. I think he'll he'll no doubt enjoy working working to protect uh, Baker Mayfield, but I think. Um, yeah, not not massively. I kind of expected this a little bit. I think if you'd asked me between between Conklin and Ryan, which I think was the main debate probably two three weeks ago, um, I think I wanted Ryan probably more. Um, even though I wanted to kind of keep the continuity on the line, I think because obviously with Derek Henry being such a big big part of the uh, of the offense on our side, I think looking at it more as we go along, I think Dennis Kelly coming in, I think uh, getting a new deal, I think he's he's. He's been kind of earned the opportunity to become a starter and hopefully we'll kind of continue where we left off because the rest of the line is pretty much untouched. So I think, yeah, not too disappointed, I think, all in all. Yeah, and um, first on Dion Lewis, I just want to say good riddance um, and that he, he's blocked more Titans fans on Twitter than he ever did blitz and linebackers for us. So all, all the best to him. Um, actually, none of the best to him. But Conklin is, is a tough one to lose, but... At that price, especially because next year they're going to have to pay Jayon Brown, Adore Jackson, Johnny Smith. You don't want to get tied in to too many big deals. And I don't think it's as big of a drop off to Kelly like as it would cost, really. Like it's at half the price. I think it's not as it's not a huge drop off, especially in the passing game. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good move. Yeah, he was always going to ask for uh, more than we were willing to pay for him at the end of the day. And that it all comes back to, well, how much does uh, Robinson value him? And it's just not as uh, not as much as uh, that player would um, value themselves. Um, again, he's he's been a decent, decent player for us. But, you know, you can't um, can't hang on to everyone. So uh, he, we definitely wouldn't have met that. Uh, definitely wouldn't have met that value. And uh, we've got. You know Dennis Kelly for what half the amount that he would have that he'd have wanted from us. So you know it's um, again another deal that uh, I'm okay with. Yeah, I can't argue that. I think of the players that we thought we're going to let go, I think most people would have said we want Tannehill, we want Henry, we want Ryan, uh, Logan Ryan, which obviously is still on the table at the moment with Ryan, along with a few others. Um, Greg, I don't know, is there any other people I've missed who have actually left the Titans? I know we've got Correa and Brock, but I'm not counting Brock, uh, and a couple of others who are waiting to see if they get a deal with ourselves. Um, was there anyone I've missed? Uh, I think the only, there's only two others that have been released, which is Ryan Suckup and Cameron Wake. Obviously, Suckup was, a, I think, a four-year deal he signed maybe a year or two ago, so I think they've obviously cut him early. I mean, the guy's, the guy's legs seem to just completely be nowhere near the level it once was he's he, and another one that we talked about confidence earlier like we did with Marcus I think he just started missing far too many kicks and that confidence went from him as well so interesting one though that they've not given him a bit of time to see if they can uh, you know try and recapture his old form but he's been moved on and be interested to see who we pick up next year or whether Joseph Greg Joseph the man we brought in the end of last year is the main man or if there's someone else Coming up, I saw Goskowski's been released by the Pats, so maybe there'll be a connection there. And then yeah, Cam Wake as well. This is one I was really surprised at last year when we signed him. When we saw a three-year deal, I was really surprised because the guy's late 30s, early 40s, whatever he is now. Um, I was surprised we went down a three-year route. I think we, probably the only way we could have got him at the time is by tying him down for three years. But um, 
yeah, he's again. If it wasn't for injuries, I think he he could have actually had a really good season for us, and obviously it'd be a shame to see him go. But again, I think it's the right decision to make with you know considering we are looking to try and bring younger players through rather than a kind of Asian Asian team. Um, so yeah, for me, I think they're the only other two that we've missed. Yeah, I think maybe um, Tajay Sharp is a small bit of a loss. He's gone to Minnesota today, I think. But it was only a one-year deal for $1 million, I think. So it's obvious the Titans didn't really value him. But um, Yeah, that's, that's a, that surprised me a little bit. I must admit, we I think we were talking about this earlier. Um, he's he's a good third-down receiver. I, I'm, I wouldn't underrate it. I think he is underrated. I, I wouldn't underrate his value. And I think a million for a year, I think I'm amazed that we've not tried to keep hold of him. Yeah, he's not flashy. He's not someone who's gonna, you know, be in there for every down, which you know is fine. But when you've got the likes of Humphreys and Brown, and you know, deep threat with Raymond and the Lord and Savior Cameron Batson and and whatnot coming in for it as well, I, I'm a little bit surprised that we that we've that we've let him go. Maybe as a case of that he actually just didn't want to come back. Maybe he wanted to be. And they keep talking about him being the kind of second wide receiver behind Thielen for. Um, for uh, for Minnesota, but yeah, um, that one uh, that one I was very surprised that when that was announced earlier today. Yeah, I mean, Tarzan Sharp's probably the only person that I would have probably wanted us to uh, make a better di- better go at um, keeping hold of. He was always reliable, didn't drop very uh, very many. He's not particularly explosive or um, particularly big, but he was always um, someone that you could kind of depend on to a certain extent. Um, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, we suck up. It was... Um, his leg went so bad, uh, bad so quickly. It was almost scary. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it was his time, definitely to go. Just getting back to Tajay Sharp. I mean, he the guy he, he made some important catches for us, and then of course, I mean, important touchdowns as well. I think it was Tampa Bay earlier this year when I think it was on third down where he, you know picked up one there, and and he's one that uh, considering knowing now I didn't actually know how cheap he'd gone to Minnesota. I assumed that they'd actually spent a fair bit more money on him um but knowing he's gone that cheap as yeah that has surprised me even more than i was before but we'll see how it pans out i mean we've, we've got a relatively i think brian mentioned earlier that we've got a uh it's a relatively deep wide receiver class in the in the draft this year so maybe there's some plans there um we'll have to wait and see but i think the team's got a lot more needs at the moment that i think they would want to try and address in the draft and i think a wide receiver if you could have picked up sharp for i don't know one and a half million or a million or whatever it was that he's gone to Minnesota for. And if he wanted to stay, I, I don't see why he wouldn't have done that. And then, you know, use the draft to bring in some of the other needs that we've got. But it's what it is. We'll move on and see what, what happens over the coming weeks. Yeah, 1.5 mil. Surely they just find that down the back of the couch, don't they, in the NFL? That's that's nothing these days for a, for a position such as a wide receiver. Um so I guess quickly before we move on, I guess Logan Ryan, I know you're listening. Uh, just come and sign a deal. You know you want to stay with us. I think that's the last person we sort of really need to get tied up before we start looking at. Obviously, hopefully it's a matter of time before all these rumours about Clowney and all these things where people have been leaking images of him and all this and that. It's hopefully, personally, I think it'd be a great signing. He's he's an undeniable talent. Um, and I think him, Simmons, and Beasley could really form quite a strong 
front line. But I, I, like we said, that one might be for a future pod when we can all celebrate and cheer the fact that we've signed him, but hopefully not for oh, too much. But we know he's going to come with a big contract attached. Um, so I was going to then move on to um, what's going on um, around the league. Um, everyone remembered last year that we were going to um, kill off a certain team's dynasty. Um, so it looks like that's officially gone through. Um, I guess the big deal that we need to talk about first. Um, obviously, we'll just dwell a little bit on him because we don't care about anyone else other than the Titans, really. Is uh, Tom Brady. He was rumoured to be coming to us, but in fact, we kept hold of Tannehill and Brady's actually gone to the books. So hopefully he'll have less than 30 interceptions and Jameis Winston for him. But he's going to cost him 50 mil for two years. Did anyone see him going to the books? Did they think he'd stay at the Patriots or did we think he was going to fully retire? No, he didn't, does. didn't see him going there at all. Didn't see him going to the Bucks. I think um, I saw him coming to us before the Bucks, to be honest. But I don't. Uh, we just wouldn't have spent thirty million a year or whatever he's getting paid for for Tom Brady, even if he is Vrabel's best mate or and Robinson's friend. I, I just don't. There was never going to. They were never going to spend that sort of money. And also, I'm not sure he fit the kind of scheme that we run. Personally, I think we would have had to change a fair bit of what we do best. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, for me, I thought it was going to be one massive stunt where he was just going to try and get more money out of the Pats because he's never really done that in his career. He's always been driven more by getting weapons around him. And I think he finally decided he wants a payday. And I thought it was just going to end up, you know, New England just eventually caving and paying him. But I think Belichick just kind of called his bluff and went, okay, off you go then. All the best. Thanks for everything. And and off he went from there. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I must admit, Tampa uh, they're building a decent little team together there. I think they've um, they've already got a relatively good receiver core with I think they lost Perryman, but other than that, they've still got Godwin. They've still got Mike Evans, who for me is probably one of the best in the league. Um, I think if they can get themselves a decent running back, I think they 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 the defense is already relatively stout. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, they're just exhausted from continually having to be on the on the field. So I think we'll it'll be interesting to see how they get on this year, but. It, if, if they can get if they can get a decent running back, and I think they could be an outside shout this year for sure. Yeah, I think I was surprised at them going there too. But uh, since it's kind of come out that the Titans and Chargers were ne- or Titans and Raiders were never really that interested, so it was either go back to the Patriots, which I thought would happen, but obviously, like Greg said, Belichick kind of had enough of them, and then it came down to the Bucks or Chargers, and I think to be honest, he didn't fancy been in the same division as Mahomes at the end of his career so I think that's what brought him to the Bucks along with a great receiver core like you said but um, yeah I think they'll be decent I don't think he's a quarterback he was obviously but at least he knows he has to throw to his own team and doesn't need laser, laser eye surgery so that's good for them Everyone goes to Florida to retire anyway don't they so <laughs> it kind of makes I makes was sense. just about to say <laughs> 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 yeah, not surprised. Uh, not surprised that he's gone to um, a team like the Bucks. Good, good offense. So, um, yeah, Evans, Howard, yeah, all, all quite decent, uh, decent setup. Um, I just, I'm so, I'm still, I still can't get over how happy I am that we beat the Patriots at Foxborough in the, uh, uh, in the playoffs. Um, I, it's, I, I, 
just having this conversation has just brought back that memory that uh, Tom Brady's last touchdown pass in the uh, NFL was a pick six um, uh, to the benefit of the uh, Tennessee Titans and uh, helped seal the victory. Um, so, you know, uh, Tom Brady is uh, all right in my books now. Yeah, regardless of uh, the fact that it was great, it was a pick six and we won the game, Logan Ryan still should have took a knee. But that's another argument for next season or every day for me because I keep on going over it in my head. Um, obviously, this is a Titans <laughs> podcast, so I'll make it very quick. I thought they were, I'll just stick with our division very quickly um, with some of the big moves. So uh, Hopkins has gone to Arizona in a direct swap for David Johnson, which is the most ridiculous trade I think I've heard of for it might be ever. Um, so obviously, Houston are losing an elite an elite receiver, someone who I know we're all very happy to see the uh, back of. Um, Jags traded Calais Campbell to the Ravens for a fifth-round pick, which, again, I don't know what's wrong with our division, but what's going on with these trades, because a fifth-rounder for Calais Campbell? And the Colts got worse because they've got Phillip Rivers. Um, so closer to home, it's looking like, at the moment, I dare I say we're early favourites. We're always early favourites now after what happened last year. Um, do you guys want me to fly through a couple of the other big ones that have gone through for anyone who doesn't have access to Ian Rappaport, or would we like to move on to our uh, non-Titans related? I have got a few lists of random signings, which I think are big in some sense. Before, I think before we move on, I think it, these times are tough for everybody with coronavirus going around, and I think we all should thank Bill O'Brien for giving us a good bloody laugh, because um, we <laughs> needed it, that's for sure. What a trade that is. Hopkins uh, for David Johnson is, is mad. I don't know who would want to take on that David Johnson salary for starters. Not only give up your best receiver for it, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I was kind of half expecting Watson to throw his toys out his pram and try and get a move to, to, to New England, but we'll we'll see what happens there, but yeah, that's a crazy, crazy trade. Yeah, it seems like Bill O'Brien is trying to get fired and get on that social welfare during the coronavirus because I don't know what he's thinking, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was genuinely worried about the uh, Texans last uh, last year, and um, now they've decided to uh, take their uh, main wide receiver threat away. So um, I'm. Quite happy with uh, quite happy with Bill Boring uh, still being the uh, Texans coach. They're, yeah, listen, they're, they're still they're still a, they're still a decent side. They've still got good players. I still I don't think they should be underestimated. And I think um, it's same with the Colts. I think the Colts will will make more right. and more changes. But I think they're we're we're in a we're in a, a, a division that's always going to be tough and always you know there's never a standout team, but. I have to say this year, if depending on what happens during the rest of the off season and with the draft, etc., I think the Jags have got a lot of picks coming up. So if they can pick up some good rookies, I think they're going to be a better team than they were last year. I think the Colts, I think, will probably be a better team than they were last year. Houston, I think, probably not so much the case, but I still think they're a handy side. It's going to be a tough. It's, it's going to be another tough season. I think we we've lost some good talent. It'll be interesting to see what we do for the rest of the uh, for the off season and with the draft, but. Yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be another, I think AFC South always gets a, a lot of grief, but to me, actually, it's quite a compelling division. You know, give me a AFC South division over, a, you know, an East division for, with Patriots winning it year after year. Absolutely. Um, I I still worry quite a bit about the Colts. I, uh, I, I just think that they're 
they would they were good last year and i do think that um rivers isn't exactly a massive uh step backwards for him i just they've they so they've made their uh offensive line defensive line a lot more solid in the last uh, few years i'm definitely uh definitely not writing them off by any shot no they, they have picked up the forest button and the colts who was a very good defensive lineman who was obviously at the 49ers last year um and i think they sacrificed a first round pick for him so they're they're heavy on him um rather than going for all the individual teams Big names that I saw. Todd Gurley's gone the Falcons. Uh, the Bills have got Stefan Diggs on the first round. Uh, AJ Green got franchise tab by the Bengals. Uh, Dallas have kept hold of Dak and Cooper. Uh, obviously, we saw about Casey going Denver. They've also just signed Melvin Gordon. Uh, Saints are holding on to Breeze. And then, other than that, I thought the Panthers just picking up XFL quarterbacks and then Teddy Bridgewater and then getting rid of Cam Newton is just very entertaining. And I just think whatever happens at the Panthers, it's going to be very fun to watch because it could either be incredible or it could be disastrous, which either way is going to be entertaining. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what happens on the quarterback market. I mean, you've got you've got Cam Newton and Jameis Winston both looking for jobs. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're both players and we laugh about, obviously, Winston with the fact he throws interceptions more than I've hot dinners. But he's, he, you know, he's still... He's still actually a decent player. I don't think there's any doubt in that. I don't think he's he's probably elite or anything like that, but I still think he's a decent quarterback. And then Cam Newton, depending on what happens with, with his injuries and actually how bad he his injuries really are, someone would surely has to take a punt on him. But there's not many jobs left. I mean, there's only really, unless uh, Patriots are going to go the Stidham route, I think, I think there's only really one or two teams that are probably going to be looking for a quarterback. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with those two. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, outside of Miami and a couple of others, because obviously we all expect the Bengals to uh, get the QB first pick. But, I mean, the Bengals have done many stupid things for all we know. They might decide not to again. But I'd love to see Winston at the Patriots. I'd love to see if Belichick could actually shout at him enough to just make him not throw interceptions. But, like I said, someone who needs laser eye surgery probably shouldn't play quarterback. Um, But, well, free agency, as we know, it'll keep on changing every single day. Surely tomorrow we'll find that there's been another incredible trade where Watson ends up going to Cleveland for, I don't know, some fourth-string wide receiver um, and an eighth-round pick or something like that. So there's there's still time for lots to happen. But um, I think, unless anyone else has anything else to mention in free agency, is there any any other noticeable trades or anything like that that anyone's seen or intrigued by? No, nothing much. Mm-hmm. I think let's do the non-Titans-related, I think. Excellent. Yeah, well, it's everyone's everyone's favourite time on the podcast, apart from a couple of people who told us when we met up for the uh, Chiefs game that actually they don't like listening to it and they turn it off at this point. So please don't. Please stick with us. We'll try and be positive. And talking of positive, Greg, do you want to get us started? Cheers. Thanks. Uh, yeah, mine mine is probably going to be the same as everyone else because, I mean, there's not really going on, much going on at the moment. Um, I think we're all stuck in self-isolation or certainly in kind of quarantine within our own homes. Um, but I think what's made me, what's what's kind of gripped me more over the last few weeks since uh, everything seems to be shutting down is just how much I rely on sports to get through my life. Um, I, I follow obviously a lot of American sports. The, I follow the NHL quite quite a bit. I follow obviously football slash soccer for American listeners over over here. I've got a terrible team that I support, but you know, I'll, I'll pretty much watch any uh, any any game that's going. Um, I've actually, for the first time, 
I've got to a point where I've just thought it's not even worth having Sky Sports. I've actually paused it for, for the time being because there's literally nothing to watch unless you want to watch the Premiership years from 2001, 2002 and no one wants to watch Arsenal win the league again. So it's, it's yeah, I just I just never realised how much my life was dependent on sport until until we got into this kind of pandemic. And it's, uh, it's scary times, but... I'm I'm just hopeful that we can just get back to a, a level of normality where I can stay up until three in the morning watching the Vegas Golden Knights play in the NHL and um, hoping that the uh, the NFL season is not affected by by what's going on. But uh, yeah, it's just absolutely bonkers and how much my my life is dependent on sport to the point where I've even started using for the first time in probably about ten years started using my Xbox to play uh, Madden and NHL games just so I can get a little bit of a fix of of sport uh, which is yeah it's, it's mad it's, it's like, it feels like it's my drug yeah I'm doing my um master's thesis this year so it's kind of a small bit of a blessing in disguise not like Greg said I, I I'd be staying up till three and four in the morning watching uh, NBA games a lot of the time my weekends are completely written off with Premier League and it's impossible to do anything during that so Little bit, little bit of a relief that way, and if it stops Liverpool winning the league, then I'll take it. But yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm a Steamish fan. We're bottom of the league too. Let's make this season null and void. I think everyone's in agreement with that, right? <laughs> it's a sign when it's bad, isn't it? When you'd actually rather watch Stevenage, despite how bad they've been, you still want to watch them. That's how bad it is now. You could watch anything, any yeah, sport. I'll, I'll watch any miles. sport. I mean, I will watch live. Far. Yeah, any any sport you can throw at me, as long as it's live, that's in the title. I'm watching it. We we, we yeah. pushed the boundaries Two. of sport. I think uh, we, when <laughs> as a Stevenage fan, we we very much kind of uh, pushed those boundaries. But yeah, I mean, uh, that's that that's that is the least of my issue. Even just watching a, a Premier League game and getting and really pissed off by VAR is is something I, I want back in my life. And so hopefully, coronavirus will bugger off sooner rather than later, so it can restart again. Yeah. Two two things that I didn't think that um, two things I've realised that I had never appreciated while they were around. One was live sport. The other one was just the pub in general. As like when it when it finally comes around to um, you know them reopening reopening pubs and uh, casinos and um, live sport being back on, I probably won't leave. I'm just going to. Uh, just, I'll, I'll probably end up in a pub down the road watching uh, anything that uh, Sky Sports will throw at me, and uh, I'll be perfectly happy doing it. Well, who's, yeah. who's going next? I was going to say, uh, Owen, did you have something you wanted to talk about for non-Titans related? Uh, yeah, same as that, just looking forward to the sports being back. Apart from coronavirus, do you mean? Um, no, no. There's not much else going on, really, is there? Stuck inside. Get to walk my dog once a day, I suppose, and eat my mom's dinners. <laughs> so, not much to report. <laughs> well, I can't complain at that, though. I wish someone would cook more dinners for me. Uh, I've been literally living off snacks, I'm pretty sure, for the past like couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure that it won't be corona that gets me. It'll be my heart stopping or diabetes from the amount of sweets I'm eating. I think that's the one that's going to get me. Uh, Matt, did you have there? Uh, did you have anything? Uh, um, one of the things that I've uh, discovered in the last uh, sort of week or so from uh, working from home is just how 
bad Skypers for doing uh, calls. Um, it's just kind of grated on me over the last uh, few day, few days, and the words "Can you hear me now?" have been said more times in my flat than uh, I think uh, any than have ever been used anywhere. So I would I would like to kind of just take this opportunity to say Skype really needs to get thrown in the bin at some point. Yeah, we've learned the hard way on that yeah. one tonight, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're true professionals. We would never use Skype and have to like start again halfway through. We're true professionals. No, never. Uh, oh, Seamless. Plus, no, no uh, one ever talks over over one another when Skype, thanks to the amazing delay that it gives you. It never happens on this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't use Skype for work, but um, I do use uh, something different. And I, I, there was a video that I think it was... Uh, Paddy Power put out basically taking the mick out of working from home, which if you get a chance to watch, definitely go on their Twitter feed and watch because especially if you work in an office and working from home, because it's, uh, it's a stark reminder of pretty much what my life has been like for the last week. People talking over each other, uh, buffering, people just randomly coming into meetings that you set up as well, which is just really frustrating. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, a, that would have been actually a pretty good non-ties related one for me, but it's painful, absolutely painful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one, my one again is one that I'm pretty sure I'm one of billions of people who complain at uh, EA Sports. Um, like you, Greg, with all that's been going on, I've decided to get, yeah, been playing a lot more PlayStation. And uh, the one thing I'd noticed with, and I've noticed it online with YouTube as well, is at this time where everyone's at home and there's so much negativity and people just want to, like, you, when you play your PlayStation or whatever, or your PC or anything, or listen to us especially um it's that way of just being able to escape from all the um awful things that are going on and like football manager for example was a free download for everyone so you could so you could go on and you could just download it and just play it because they know you're at home and they know you want to get away from it ea sports on the other hand use this as an opportunity to make more money realizing that everyone's at home so i don't play that much anymore but there's a famous uh, soccer game called fifa uh, they have a, a, a mode called Ultimate Team where you can basically, it's the equivalent of buying packs of cards, but electronically. And they basically bring out packs that you can spend real money on. And over the time that people have been at home, they have increased the rate by over 100% of packs that you can get because they know that they're going to be people at home that will just buy it and they'll be their kids at home with their parents' cards on their console. And it's just, you know, when you think in a time like this, and there's so many good things that companies are doing, giving food to people, making things cheaper. Can't If you've got to pay for something, they're reducing it. Like even Sky, Sky letting you pause your account. Yeah, you pay a ridiculous amount for Sky, but they're letting you pause your account so you don't have to pay for it. EA Sports are taking advantage of people by getting more money out of them. And yeah, I know I'd sent a message before saying, should we make it a positive non-Titans related? And then I realized that my point was not at all positive in any way, shape or form. Um, but it just does my head in. You know when you think there's all these good people in the world and then they're just organisations? It's anyone who takes advantage of a negative situation. It's just that's, just don't be that guy. It's not those shops that are selling toilet roll for eight quid. It's yeah. Like, yeah. What's the point? Right, my thing was going to be people doing keepy-ups with toilet rolls all the time because surely we're going to need them toilet rolls. But I thought, you know what, I took part, so I'm going to uh, 
leading to it. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be a hypocrite. I can't even do enough keepy-ups to, uh, to put something on Twitter for that. I probably do about four for embarrassing myself. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it has gone mad. I mean, we haven't, we haven't really talked about toilet roll and pasta, which seems to be the new in thing. Uh, but everyone just panics when it comes to, to kind of these pandemics and as soon as someone says you got to work from home there's always gonna be people that exploit it so it's a shame that someone like ea has decided to do that and not try to do it in a positive way but at the same time if their business models made on making as much money as possible like most businesses are then you kind of have to expect it to some extent yeah it's like what's happening with weather spoons and sports direct and i could happily moan for another four hours on a separate podcast with regards to mike ashley and other things and i'm not even a newcastle fan um but what we'll do <laughs> that could be your uh, that could be your podcast with a certain you know who from Good Morning Football. Just I don't know you're on about who we on about. <laughs> wow, your poem says otherwise. More um, to come. <laughs> <laughs> that I was going to do a Miles just ranting while she just calms you down and not understanding what <laughs> Weatherspoons is and what Sports Direct is and be able to explain everything. <laughs> what, what FIFA is? What the hell is FIFA? Who wouldn't want to listen to that? I know I'd want to listen to it. But hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us today. Obviously, as we said at the beginning, um, yeah, it's a bit negative out there at the moment, but we're, we're going to try and, obviously, we're, when I say get together, we're all on Skype. We're not sat next to each other. We keep it, we're more than two metres apart or whatever the rules are. Um, but we're going to try and hopefully get together. We'll talk more about free agency. We've got the draft coming up. Um, yeah, positive things are coming. We've all just got to get to it and just, plod along and uh hopefully yeah listening to us and following along what the titans are doing will be the sort of thing that yeah gets us all through it well thank you so much for listening uh greg owen matt thank you for coming along and uh i guess tighten up and we'll see you in the near future tighten up cheers guys tighten up tighten up